Welcome to Military Network Radio, where we'll bring dynamic interviews and fresh information about topics affecting your quality of life at each stage of your military service. Join us each week for information of value that improves your outlook, actions, and encourages each member of the family. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Everyone serves, and together we make a difference. And now, here's your host, Linda Crater. Good morning. We're very glad you have joined us. I'm Linda Crater, and we're going to be talking today about something that has been around for far too long, handled poorly, and we're looking to find improvement in terms of help for our Vietnam veterans. Most of you have heard of Agent Orange, a very powerful herbicide that was used to strip the leaves, defoliate the jungle undergrowth, because in Vietnam, it was a jungle guerrilla warfare approach. So if you took away the leaves and the defoliants, you were able to see the enemy a lot better than you could when you didn't. However, we did not know the effect on human beings at the time. And so our Vietnam vets, many of them, not all, but many, came back only to find that they had illnesses resulting from the use of Agent Orange. And we're talking to Jerry Wright today, obviously a Vietnam veteran, and we're going to talk about Agent Orange exposure, what it means, what laws are in place, and a very important legislative action that he is spearheading. And we're going to learn more. So, Jerry, please, welcome to our program this morning. Well, thank you, Linda, for having me. I'm Jerry Wright from Andover, Connecticut. And we are delighted to have you here. First, why don't we talk about your story and correct anything that I may have said that was incorrect in my open. Well, uh, everything you said is correct. And uh, I got that from Ben, by the way. <laughs> so It's a miracle. I, I, uh, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I spent 18 months uh, in country uh, as a combat engineer. And I got out of the Army in 1971 and joined the National Guard in 1982 and retired in 1999. So when I sold my business, because I was self-employed for 30 years, I got uh, got looking at Agent Orange material that I had saved since 1978, and I don't know why. Mm. And I got reading through this, and I said, well, the VA says now we have 14 illnesses Right. We could have from Agent Orange. But three of those have onset dates, have end dates of one year separation from dioxin with a 10% disability, but they didn't tell us about it for eight years. Ouch. My question was when I went to my congressman, Joe Courtney, in Connecticut, and I said, if they didn't tell us about it, how could we be treated? Or if we didn't know about it, like I grew up in upstate New York, so my closest VA was two and a half, three hours away. Mm-hmm. I never went there. I never heard about Agent Orange until I moved to Connecticut in 1978. So you were unaware of Agent Orange in your experience in Vietnam? I sprayed it off the back of a five-ton truck, and I got pictures. Okay. Uh, spraying down the sides of the roads around our compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something we would do periodically because we would move from one location to another. Of course. And never wore a hat, never wore gloves. But I do distinctively remember getting a spray back. From of the course. Roof, and it burnt my nose. I said, God, that stuff is strong. 
And within two or three days, all the defoliate was dead, including the, the food supply, mm-hmm. which we ate. Now, you got to remember that this stuff was sprayed out of C-123 providers, uh, aircraft, and also helicopters uh, up and down the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Right. Well, where does water run? Downhill. Down the trail. Right. So down the trail, down through the rivers, into the Bong Tong River where we were, we were, and we'd back our tankers down in there. We'd suck up the water, take it back to our compound, fill the Lister bag, put a little iodine in it, and that's what we showered, drank our coffee out of, and, and drank was that water for 18 mm. months. Now, when the water settled and down in the harbors, the ships would come in from Okinawa or Subic Bay and in order, and they would unload. As they unloaded, they would take on water for ballast. Right. So they'd suck up all that poison water, run it through the helators and exchangers to get rid of the salt, intensified the dioxin 12 times. And the sailors were drinking this, 770 ships for 10 years. And this is also why the Navy ships are part of the legislation as well, trying to get covered as well, even though they were never, quote, in country. Is that correct? That's it, correct because they were on the ships that would bring it in. Right. And also the Brownwater Navy guys that, that are on the swift boats, they're traveling the river. Right. And they sprayed too. Yes. Off the boats. What you so, say makes sense. We now know that toxins are carried everywhere, through the earth, in the water, um, obviously the plants. You said you were eating the food supply. I mean... It, it was everywhere. So when you found out about the onset dates and the end dates and, and the restrictions that the VA was putting on things, when you obviously could not have been informed and were not informed, what were the big VSOs telling you? How were they able to help or not help? The only big VSOs that really stepped up to the plate was the American Legion and the Vietnam Veterans of America. Okay. Um, and, and I I talked to all of them. Uh, when I got on a motorcycle and traveled across the country, I'm a spokesperson for the VBA for Agent Orange. Okay. I, I'm on the National Committee with Maynard. I did speak at the convention in Spokane last year. Um, uh, and truthfully, and you can stand me corrected if any of the BSOs are listening, and I hope they are, is I don't see a big push from them. Uh, I wish they would contact me. I wish they would rebut what I'm saying. But they know I'm right because I don't say anything that I haven't read. Okay? So it's all documented. It's in the Library of Congress. It's in the VA folders. Uh, I just wish they would step up and say, hey, Congress, we need to get this bill passed. Well, and Vietnam veterans are dying every day. Yes. And they're, you know, it's these comorbid conditions and, and there are presumptive diseases, as you said. Um, so there, there are some that they recognize are caused by this, but historically they, the VA has been very, very long in starting registries. Then nothing really happens with the registries. Um, there's not a lot of action beyond collecting the data, which does not leave a good taste in anybody's mouth because you have exposed your medical records and your past and, and all of this, and then nothing happens. I regret to say the same thing is happening today 
with the vets and the burn pit exposure. Again, toxic exposures. Have we not learned anything? It, all of this came, came around about 1949 when they realized that this was a terrible uh, exposure. Okay, to mm-hmm. get exposed by this. Um, it is 170,000 times stronger than cyanide. Does that tell you anything? A lot. So, and when they were spraying out of the C-123s, I was told this by the pilot uh, that was spraying that they'd mix it with diesel fuel. Oh, yeah, because JP-8 is a great thing to mix things with. Of course, and it'll stick to the leaves of the plants. And, uh-huh. uh, and I had the Marines tell me up around, uh, oh, up in the northern part of the country, up, up in Section 1 there, they would stand out there when the planes would fly over and say, oh, my God, to feel all that cold water coming down. Mm. And they were being contaminated. They'd go back, and there's a guy right here in Connecticut that mailed his uniforms back home, and his wife and kids played with them for quite a while before they washed them, and they're all very ill from Agent Orange. Because his uniforms are so contaminated. Right. So yeah. what... What can be done? Um, awareness is big, and that's what we're trying to help you do here today. Right. So awareness is important, and, and despite the fact that this has been going on forever and ever, amen, um, it is important today to be aware that sometimes your uh, illnesses are really tied to something else. One thing that's incredibly important that vets don't always realize, Vietnam vets especially, is if you need to get rated by the VA. And even if that rating is 10%, it's a rating that can then go up as you get um, more symptoms as you get older. But the Vietnam vets weren't welcomed back happily. No. And so many avoid the VA, but it makes a difference to you and your family in terms of coverage and eventually, sadly, survivability and survivor's benefits. Yep. So well, are you encouraging people to... You know, register with the VA, get care from the VA, because that's one way that they can take responsibility for at least the health health care. We know what we found in Connecticut, and I did research this, that 80% of the veterans in Connecticut don't go to the VA. I'm not at all surprised. And so if they don't go to the VA, the things they're not tracking it, right? They're not only not tracking it, they're not going to have it in their records, and that's really, really important. I mean, this is a state that has a lot of industry, so they have good health care. And so they go to the private doctor, but he doesn't share ischemic heart disease, neuropathy, liver cancer, prostate cancer with the VA, so the no. VA doesn't know. No, no. If you're not a, a VA physician who knows to look for Agent Orange exposure, oftentimes people won't even mention that they have Agent Orange exposure. Yep. So the the interesting part is that we have been encouraging physicians to add on their intake forms, are you a veteran? Were you ever deployed? Because those are things that people talk about even 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, that they may not think to. So there is movement afoot 
to try and help the states and the physicians at least gather the information that's available. We have to go on a short break. We're talking with Jerry Wright today about Agent Orange, what it means, how many were exposed, and where do we go from here, even though it was a long time ago. The results and outcome from the exposure are still being felt today. And so don't go away. We will be back with more. Jerry, stay with us. Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. The League of Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, we are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future, and we all need to weigh in. co-founder of the Save the Elephant Foundation, was taking a rescued elephant named Kamla for a walk along the river. As they were walking, Derek decided to stop and take a dip in the water. But when he called to Kamla, who was waiting on the shore, the elephant thought he was in trouble and came running to his rescue. Kamla charged through the water, sheltering him with her body and offering her trunk for him to hold on to. What's another word for a trained elephant? A cookie. Elephant trainers in Asia are known as mahouts. And the padded seat or saddle used to ride on an elephant is called a pauda. Kamla and her mother, Bai Tui, are among the 70 elephants the foundation has rescued since its inception. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back. We are talking with Jerry Wright about Agent Orange Exposure. So, Jerry, you are determined that you're going to make not only the awareness, you know, much better known, much greater exposure, but also that your fellow vets understand that there's there's things they can do. Have you had a good response from fellow veterans, or is this kind of thing what what has happened in the past? And my uncle is a Vietnam vet. You don't really want to talk about it. Do you get both sides of that kind of reaction? I don't because I'm a veteran, so and I'm a Vietnam veteran, so I can sit and talk to a Vietnam veteran. Within a matter of a few minutes, I can get them to open up and talk about it. And one of the sad things is that I've met a lot of widows. Exactly. I've lost her husband. And mm-hmm. I've lost her widows, um, Agent Orange widows and from Branson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And there's 11,000 in that organization that have lost their husbands. Right. From Agent Orange. And keep in mind, too, there's also 35 cancers. Yes. 
Many, many cancers are being attributed to Agent Orange, as well as Parkinson's disease. As well as Parkinson's. And now they're trying to add, uh, they said four more illnesses to the 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had to make a concession, and they dropped out hypertension. So they dropped hypertension out because it's going to cost, I think it's like $11 billion for the government to take care of us with hypertension. And they said, well, you're getting older, you're going to get it anyway. Well, and unfortunately, hypertension is prevalent in the United States for other reasons right. than Agent Orange. So that does not surprise me that they took that one out. But some of these other cancers are are very specific to being exposed this way, and, and Parkinson's is one of the presumptive diseases for sure. Yeah. So in terms of where you're trying to spread the word in terms of your fellow vets, are you, you say you can uncover their conversations rather quickly, um, but are people willing to go fight, or do they feel like it's a lost cause, it was so long ago, nobody cares, and oh well? I have been a burr in the saddle of Congress for the last two years. What about your fellow vets? Because safety in numbers helps. Yes, it does. And right now we are, well, we we signed up to TMC on Friday. The TMC is the military coalition. Okay. And there's 35 members in that coalition, like the Legion, the VFWs, and like this. Uh, So we've got 27. We've got 5.5 million right there. Good. In the American Legion, we got two and a half million. The Amvest, we got another uh, eight hundred million, a million too. So we've got a lot of organizations behind what we're doing. Okay. And when I went to, I went to Washington twice. Uh, rode down for Rolling Thunder. I'm an avid motorcyclist, by the way. I can't tell. And uh, <laughs> and when I rode down there, I went to the house, and everybody said, "Oh, they're all they're partying for Rolling Thunder." Not me. I went over to the House. I visited 60 House members and 35 senators before the you. to go home. Uh, so they know who I am. And when the, the Senate voted three weeks ago on Senate Bill 332 to bring it up to committee, it passed unanimously, but they had to change the bill uh, so it doesn't coincide with the House Bill 566 now. It's, it's a separate bill. Mm-hmm. I had to do that. I had to make a concession. God, why do we have to play politics? Come on. We're all Americans here, and we need to get this through to, to help the veterans. And so that bill is kind of – it's moved up, but it needs to be, be looked at again. So, so what do you need people to do to help foster shepherding this through? Right now, we need to work with Congress. We have four. Define that for what the average listener may be thinking. Is it call your congressman? Say, hi, I'm Jerry Wright from Connecticut and you're my congressman in my district. And how come you haven't co-signed House Bill 566? 566. So that's the one we're working on, not the Senate Bill 332. Nope. Right now we're pushing that House bill to get as many co-signers. There's 435 members in the House. Of course. Okay. So we need, I think that we need at least 300 or, or, or more for Congressman Courtney to bring that to the floor for vote. And wow. then we've got to get You, you do this at a very tough time in our 
country's history with so much else going on. What are the VSOs doing? You have all their, their support, you say, but yeah. why aren't they taking your cause on and putting their heft behind it? I'd like to know. The only well, have you asked? Doing it is the VVA, and I did get a call Friday from Sarah, uh, Sharon Hodge uh, at the VVA headquarters, thanking me for what I'm doing, and and they're and they're pushing it. Okay. But th- but that's one of forty. Okay. So it would be nice if they all kind of got together and said, "Hey, we're going to get behind this bill." And I haven't seen that yet, Linda. I, I don't know why. Well, because it's Washington, and and that's yeah. the reason I ask you about that is because unless the big ones get behind it with all their lobbyists yep. and all of their influence, as an individual, you, you're Mr. Smith goes to Washington, and it's it's very challenging. Um, but VVA especially should be just all over this in terms of. So many Vietnam vets have been exposed to this. And so I'm not trying to be harsh to VVA, but I am saying they exist for a good reason. And these are all chartered VSOs. And this is a very important issue that they should be paying attention to. So, I, I mean, I would put pressure on the leadership of VVA. Well, I have with John Rowland when I went out to speak at the convention mm-hmm. last year. He, I have a little trailer, Linda, that I pulled behind the trike. Okay. And those that have supported me and helped me through this have mm-hmm. signed and dated that trailer. Okay. And John Rowland did. Well. So. <laughs> uh, you can send this podcast to him once published. Yes. Um, and, and as I say, I'm not trying to be unfair. It's just that there are organizations that exist to do exactly this, to forward bills and legislation that will help veterans in very specific ways based upon their service and the outcome of their service. Because as you've said, it is not only the veteran. It is also family members and children. And there's an awful lot of once the toxin is in a body, it, it continues. I'll and get into that in the next segment, if you don't mind. Of course. But we know this from yeah. subsequent wars. We know it from the Gulf War syndrome. We know it from the burn pits with the current post-9-11 vets. Yep. There is still toxic exposure going on, though it's not supposed to. So, you know, the the body does not take well to things that are not meant to go in them. So we are looking for people to call their congressman, uh, to uh, bring awareness to this. What else can people do, Jerry? Well, to keep in mind that, uh, uh, have you heard of, of a lady by the name of Dr. Linda Birnbaum? Maybe. I'm not certain. Yeah, I can't remember her title. She has since re- retired, uh, but she was out of Washington. She was... Uh, a very staunch guru of, of Agent Orange. But I just quickly want to give a, a kudo to Corey Titus from MOA, Military Officers Association. Right. Those guys have been awesome. They're Good. on the phone with me. They're pushing this bill to get through. So, yes, I do want to thank them for that. That's terrific. But, credit uh, where credit is due. 
Yes, most definitely. And what's happening is that I had a guy call me from Seattle, Washington last week, said, hey, uh, you Jerry Wright? I said, yep. Agent Orange? I said, yep. <laughs> he started laughing. He said, if you Google Agent Orange, your name comes up. Perfect. Said, oh, oh, that's nice. And he said, what can I do to help? Now, that's what you need. So have you also gone to the press with this? Oh, yeah. I've been on radio, TV, newspapers. Um, I actually had it written up in, in Ennis, Texas. When I was out there in 2018, they come down and they interviewed me there. Uh, yeah, so it, it's around, but then it seems to just kind of fade away. It's and that because was, there's, I mean, Washington is so fragmented. I mean, there's so many priorities. <laughs> and, you know, that's a funny word because it used to be something was a priority. Right. We were never supposed to have priorities, plural. There was no. always something that was the most important thing. Um, again, I, I hope that people listening will get involved and those organizations that mission is to assist with Vietnam veteran affairs and health outcomes and, and just to go over this, in case some people are not sure if they were exposed or not, most of the heavily sprayed areas were near the demarcation zone, inland forests, um, close to the borders of Cambodia, Laos, South Vietnam, inland forests, mangrove forests, the waters, as you mentioned, the shipping channels of Saigon, the brown water vets. Uh, it, there's so much in the way of exposure. What help have you found with the registry? I haven't found any help with the registry. I know. That's what I was hoping you would not say, but that is what often happens. So how many people are now listed in that registry? I don't know, to tell you the truth, but by golly, I'm going to find out. Okay. Yep. And because I, I just know from experience with these other registries, because I have followed them, I've done this for other vets, Mm -hmm. I've called I've said I've registered for the registry. Now what happens? And there's not a protocol. I was once transferred to eight different people who didn't know what happened other than gathering your information and having your name on a list, which is not terribly helpful. Well, also keep in mind that between 2.7 and 3.1 million of us have served. Well, also many have now died. Well, so it yep. is, it is, you know, the, what's the cause of death? I mean, and things are, are pretty interesting in terms of, you know, okay, if you're going to make a registry, what are you going to do with it? Right. So I, I think that's something to address with VA as well. And, and again, that comes into the larger organizations being able to do that kind of thing. Yep. It's, um, for acne so bad, Linda, that I actually bleed behind my ears. People my- need to know what chloracne is. It's it's an acne-like eruption, and and you get yeah. cysts and pustules and lesions. Yep. And as you say, it's it's bad. But the problem with that is it has to occur within one year of exposure. And did you have it within one year, or do you remember? Yes, I did. I was treated for it in Vietnam, but was treated by a maybe a, a medic or a first aid station. Is it in your VA medical records? No, it's not. That's the uh, get across to the guys today serving today. If you're right. a burn pit, you better make sure it's in your records. 
Well, not only that, but you've got to get it from DOD over to VA, which is a Herculean task. And so, unfortunately, you have to be your own best advocate or know people who are. So that's, that is very important. Very quickly, what are the other ones that have time allotments to them? The other ones, uh, I've got it right here. And boy, I tell you what, I can't pronounce half of the names. Well, help, I'll help you. It's chloracne. Chloracne. Pyrrhonia neuropathy. Okay. And porta contuta catarta. It's a rare illness that can it's, make the liver stop working. Exactly. Cause your skin to blister and scar and excess hair growth. Okay. All right. Well, those are the things that nobody wants in addition to the cancers, the respiratory cancers, prostate cancers, scarf tissue carcinoma and Parkinson's disease. So we will be back to talk about the longer term effects of Agent Orange upon families and children. And we're going to go on a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're talking to Jerry Wright about Agent Orange today. We're Military Network Radio and we'll be right back after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating, and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. A few years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back. We're talking still with Jerry Wright about Agent Orange. And in this segment, we're going to talk about some of the more far-reaching and clearly unknown at the time outcomes from exposure to Agent Orange. And in many cases, Family members are involved. You've already mentioned the surviving widows who 
you know, have been taking care of these vets for a very long time with all of these presumptive conditions and more. And then there's also children because we found out in um, Desert Storm uh, survivors, those who have uh, Gulf War syndrome, that it can be genetically passed down or worse, not being able to genetically reproduce. Talk about some of this. Well, for me, and I believe the veterans I have talked to from here to California to Florida to Montana, is it's a cost of war. If you're going to keep sending our troops to foreign countries, then you better know what we're getting into and take care of us when we come back, regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. If we were working in a plant uh, and we were contaminated by dioxin, wouldn't OSHA be all over it? Yes. And then we'd be taken care of through compensation. Why do we have to fight the VA every day for 50 plus years to try to get something we should have had 50 plus years ago? And they knew about Agent Orange, Agent Blue, Agent Pink, Agent Green, Agent White. They knew about this. All right. And not only the Vietnam vet and Laos and, and Thailand, but Korea. Mm-hmm. They also sprayed the DMZ in Korea. Um, and I've got a friend of mine that I've been talking to who actually buried 350 uh, gallons, 350 55-gallon barrels of Agent Orange and went back there a few years ago and showed them South Koreans where it was and they dug it up. So it lives not only in It the, lives on. But it's in the fatty tissues of your body, and only half of it leaves every 11 years. Mm-hmm. You cannot outlive the poison in your body. Mm-mm. Okay, and it affects, unfortunately, when we came back, when we got married, uh, we started having kids and found out that the, that the kids were born with spinal diffida, cleft palates, no eyes, no fingers, mm-hmm. with uh, all kinds of illnesses. The VA wouldn't take care of them. But if you're a woman that served, like 11,000 nurses that served over there, and come back and gave birth, they would take care of the kids, but not from the men. That's interesting. And, and, and that was like, are you kidding me? I talked to Betty McNeesey. She, she, uh, is in Florida and she is the executive officer for uh, birthdefects.org. Okay. And she has a registry of 5,000 veterans that have kids that were born with these illnesses. Same but thing I, happened with Desert Storm. Yeah, and you know, and the sad part is I traveled across the country, and if you look, you know you followed me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. My first trip was over 10,000 miles, and I talked to veterans constantly. You know what the sad part was? Was that they contaminated not only their kids, but their grandkids. And sometimes it skips a generation. Yes. Okay, so we don't know. And is there enough scientific evidence? Well, there should be. Well, there is. There is. Because we know this from the civil cases, you know, the old Aaron Brockovich stuff. We know about poisons in the water and what it affects and and reproductive rights and all of that kind of thing. So these are things that are known. I I don't have an answer for why this isn't done other than... The VA does not always connect with the people because it becomes numbers. Yeah. And I, I think once you're a number and 
unfortunately, when Vietnam veterans came back, I remember my uncle saying to me, you know, I was told to take my uniform off as soon as I hit America mm-hmm. because people were not welcoming. We are treating our veterans you know, more honorably these days, but that doesn't help in terms of the medical conditions that come from serving, even when there's proof. And and to all those newer veterans, make sure that anything that's unusual is in your medical records, because if it's not in your medical records, it doesn't exist, and it's hard to go back and prove. And make sure your doctor puts more than likely. Yes. Are very important words to make sure that's in their file. More than likely caused by whatever illness you have. Right, right. No, no, these are important points because I think you could only help educate people in terms of how they can go forward because we obviously can't go back and unexpose people. And, you know, I've, I've often wondered why is there not a search for an antitoxin, you know, for something like this? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me musing in the what? wee hours of the night. I worked with a Vietnam <laughs> veteran this this weekend yeah. uh, who was lamenting the care and, and on the same same issue. And there's not much you can do. Um, you know what the age for suicide right now is? It's very, very high. It's the highest for our it's Vietnam vets. 75 for the suicide rate. Right. And if you are so sick from Agent Orange, from from some illnesses, or, or or even many, it comes to a point you just I've had enough. Right. And it, no, and that is a well-known fact, and, yes, and it it's the saddest thing ever. Well, it keeps me going because I talk to veterans, I talk to people like you, and we all can make a difference. We we really can. If, can. if your listeners want to get a hold of me through. Uh, Sprayed and portrayed AO or on my email, please do. Uh, Let me tell them where you can find it. There's a Facebook page yep. called uh, Sprayed and Betrayed AO, which stands yep. for Agent Orange. And if you just Google that, Jerry's name comes up, the page comes up, and you can message him and you can email him, and it's there because it is extremely important. But the effort right now is to get activity on House Bill 556? Yes, 556. Okay. And so to all our listeners, (laughs) say that again? It's 566. 566, sorry. 566, and to make sure that we know that that needs the support right now. And you can go to congress.gov and type it in to see the bill itself. But I think you can tell from listening to Jerry that if you have been exposed to Agent Orange or you know someone who has, this is something to support. And believe me, public opinion counts. So don't... It's an election year. year. Absolutely right. So that... I don't think anybody's noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Couldn't resist. It, it, it's what I'm really pushing for. It, now's the time. We have until the 1st of December to get this bill to the floor that Mitch McConnell can pass it and the president can sign it. There you oh, go. We've only got a couple months. And I know we've been working on it for two and a half years, and the Blue Water Navy worked on it for 17. Yes. So we just need to get this up and front. Otherwise, come the new Congress, 117 Congress, I got to start all over. 
Well, not only that, but let's also have anybody who's a member of the Legion, uh, DAV, Vietnam Vets of America, urge your organizations to be more actively involved with something so specific as this because it will benefit your constituencies as well as your organization because you only remain a relevant organization if you can foment changes. Right. And if, if these organizations have thousands of, of members and, and the national was to put it out to all the state chapter and the state was put it out to the local chapters, wouldn't that be nice? Jerry, also make sure that you contact the state departments of veterans affairs and the county departments of veterans affairs. They have officers for all of them. In yeah. each of the 50 states, there's a whole spreadsheet that you can Google. I think it's on my veterancaregiver.com website. And that's a way to get it spread locally. But if you have friends and family in 50 states, have them do that as well because numbers do count and public influence does count and social media counts. So push it out and, and please let's draw awareness to this. This is too long to be waiting for medical care, presumptive care and, and for people to be, be even rated for some of these things because chances are good in this population. They are not even rated because you know why the heck should I bother because my government hasn't helped me and in this case please do because it will make a difference to your family and awareness about there is a cost to war a very high cost so again to find more information about Jerry Wright that's W-R-I-G-H-T you can go to Facebook Sprayed and Betrayed A-O Agent Orange, and you can direct all of your questions to him. I'll put these things in the show notes and House 566. And, you know, we wish you the most. Jerry, anything else you'd like to say about a minute and a half? Yep. We we also have a a resolution in the state of Connecticut. It's SJ18. Senator Mahoney put that up in February. I went and testified at the legislative office building to the Veterans Committee unanimously and the, all the representatives and state of, and, and the senators in Connecticut were supposed to sign it. The governor would have signed it and it would have sent it off to Washington. The COVID sent in and I can't get them to sign it. So we do have the state of Connecticut willing to support the 566. We just can't get the senators and representatives to sign the paper. Yes, COVID did kind of put a kibosh on an awful lot of things. Um, Jerry, thank you so much for spreading the word today, for being such a staunch supporter. Stay on that motorcycle and continue to tell your message and pass it on. And to our listeners, please reach out wherever you can help to either the VSOs or to fellow veterans, family veterans, and make certain that the message about Agent Orange and its toxic effects continue even today, 50-plus years later, and it's important to do. Jerry, thank you for your time today. You're welcome, Linda. I hope we can do it again. Absolutely. Take care and make it a good week. We are so glad to have you. I'm Linda Crater. Have a good week ahead. Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash Military Network Radio. Also, www.militarynetworkradio.com and in iTunes under Military Network Radio. 
Join us next week when we bring you another program to enhance your outlook and future. Thank you for joining us.